Carissa, Delaney, and Allie. Six flights up, six flights up, six flights up, six flights up. Don't lose your sparkle. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Six Flights Up. We are back. And today we have a few announcements. First of all, we added some jingles to our jingle pad and we are way too hyped so about it. And we excited want to about it. We're so pumped. <laughs> we really updated that jingle pad. Should we show them? I think we should show them. Just so you know, they're melodic and beautiful. Okay. Don't <laughs> do this one last because that's like, to me, the that's, that's our pop group, you know? Okay. Okay. So they're just silly things that we like to say that we're going to add in throughout our episodes. So here is one. Red flaggy. <laughs> if you watched our episode on red flags, you know that's relevant. So anytime we are a red flag from now on, we're just going to play red flaggy. <laughs> so we were recording red flag. And then I came out of the bathroom and said red flaggy while yeah. Delaney was literally recording. We're so now, they're now red flaggies. Delaney because said you know, it way it's better fun. than me. It's different and it's fun. And it we is. love that for us. We like that it makes it you makes a little uncomfortable. Cute. Yes. And uncomfortable. <laughs> I said cute. You said. Red flaggy. <laughs> okay, I do feel a little uncomfortable. Okay, here's the next yeah. one. And this is Allie. You're nasty. Because mm. it's iconic. It it's is. Iconic. It's an iconic moment. <laughs> if you're from, you know, our generation and you grew up on that, so Raven. You were blessed to grow up You were up blessed. On that show. She's the, the most incredible. Cheetah girl. Yeah, she was so She's funny. Also a cheetah girl. So good. Do it again. You nasty. So <laughs> I mean that's it's on point. That's implied. You know what that means when you hear that one. And then our final. So this was something Carissa really said in one of our, I think our unhinged episode. And I was like, that is so golden that I want to just have it on a beat pad that we can remix it and use it all the time. And we started just saying it in regular life when we're confused and we'll just randomly yell it. So we decided to make it a little bit of a of the situation. Here we go. Half the time we're confused. So that you're is welcome. our first single. So if you're <laughs> confused too, welcome. Half the time we're confused. I know you can relate to that. I know you feel that. And I feel like that would be really amazing on like a hoodie one day. Yeah. yeah. You ever, have a, you ever have, have a day where you're just like, I have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, half the time I'm anything. confused. That's what that's for. Exactly. Or when someone's yeah. like, how do you do it all? And your response is, half the time we're confused. <laughs> but it's the confidence for me. It's the blind confidence. It's the conviction. Every time. It's convincing and I'm- It's killer. It really is. You know? Something else. And then our other update is we went live on Instagram this week mm. and we talked some pop culture with one of our girls, Kiki. And we had this weirdo troll that made oh. us very uncomfortable and we had to kind of play it off. It but was so it was very gross. I cannot cringy. hide my emotions on my face. And if you watch the live <laughs> that's posted on our Instagram, at this point, it's probably a few weeks old. So just scroll down to the first one we ever posted with Kiki and you will see gradually me become more disgusted and concerned before I address Honestly, it. Honestly, I have to say you were the one seeing it. More often, I, I was I like, "What is this man writing?" I'm not going to repeat what he wrote because it was so random and weird and disgusting. So left field. It was out of left field. We just so everyone knows, we don't know who that man is. You have no idea if it's even a man or if it's a troll. That's like a girl that was just hating. Just but such weird comments, weird vibes, and I definitely noticed it. But I was like, I guess we're going to try and play this off. And then I just addressed it in the video. I think I say like, "Yeah, we okay. eventually had to because he just kept going." And even one of the other 
viewers was like, somebody block this man already because it was distracting oh everyone. God, yeah, mm-hmm. block him because people were trying to actually ask valid questions about what we were talking about. He was just trying to be triggering and just trying to get attention. Like, do you think he right. was actually, it was directed at me and my boyfriend. So do you think it he was. was actually trying to put a little wedge in between us? Because I don't know. Good luck. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm like, I feel like he probably- Guy like, or girl I think too. it was weird. Like, it's not that he just said your boyfriend's name. He actually added him. Like so, you like knows him. Yeah. And then afterwards, Marco got all these notifications. <laughs> he was at the oh. Sixers game, and he comes out. He's of like, game. "What happened on your live?" <laughs> he said, "I guess it was a good live." That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird. I was like, "Yeah, I didn't know you were tagged." I'm really sorry. I wasn't even going to tell it you. It was so weird. Like implying Allie was like her past relationships, like stuff about Allie's like personal life, and just putting it all over the but internet. But it was not accurate. Like, None of it was of even it. true. It was just kind of like a random thing to write. I don't know. It was hilarious. But I, this is a note for anyone that is a troll, like people making content of any kind, video, photo, uh, podcast, like we see your feedback and it's really hard to release content because it's super vulnerable. So even if you hate like Tana Mojo, if you hate her, she's controversial, just like, don't write anything. She's going to see it. Like, it's just nasty and it's negative yeah you need to spend your time somewhere if you put energy somewhere else you'd be really successful yeah go listen to something that you support and then be positive if you just stop feeding it that those people won't become famous like if you don't like our podcast turn us off right and the thing (laughs) is like it's so obvious to somebody who is self-assured that you just look unhappy because happy people don't hate and it's True. very clear. So if you're hating on somebody, you're clearly struggling internally. Get well soon. Get, get well, well soon. God, that should well be on the XO, jingle pad. XO. Can we just? That's, uh, Big, that was good. Yeah, that was really good. So that's how we feel about it. That's how we feel. So um, hey guys, Allie here. For those of you who are just turning us on or don't know any of us yet, we always feel like we're repeating ourselves when we're like, why are we all here? How do we all come together? But uh, all three of us, we we come from, no, we lived in New York <laughs> City for a period of time, long enough to uh, go through lots of trials and tribulations. And we came out on top, but we have uh, lots of stories to tell. And it's just kind of about our climb. It's called Six Flights Up because we lived in a six floor walk up in New York City. So this podcast is just talking about all the ups and downs of you know, being in your 20s, figuring it out, you know. Yeah. And if you really want to know details on what the podcast is about, tune into episode one. It's on our library of episodes and you can check it out and then go to our Instagram and check out our IGTV and you can find all of that there. In this episode, we thought ever since we launched, we've been getting, actually, we didn't think anyone would care about our modeling careers, but people have been asking us, when are you going to tell us more about your individual modeling careers? Since we're all models. And we were like, you guys care. Like it makes me feel nervous. I was just saying that I'm like, it makes me nervous to talk about this or anxious almost. And not even because like, it's a bad topic. It's just like, we didn't think anyone would care. Like the reason we started podcasts is because we're kind of sick of being known for modeling. But it is kind of interesting because I don't really, we know a lot of models, but right. I guess not many people do. So it is like- Or how the industry, how people how figure it, it out in the industry. Yes, yeah. things you don't really know about unless you're there, mm-hmm. like those kind of things. So in this episode, we're going to go through each person. We're going to tell you our personal journey into this industry and like where we're currently at with it. I think it's funny though, because even some of our close friends who have followed 
you know, a certain path, they do kind of find it interesting that we went this odd way, this odd route that not a ton of people do. And they're kind of like, wow, so what was it like? What are the ups and downs like? Because there is no just like nine to five. What's that 90 day pay period like? Right. That's something people don't know about. They don't. They when don't you know. tell them though, they're like, what? How do you budget? What's that like? Yeah, which means right. essentially if you don't know what that is, every time you do a modeling job, there's a 90 day net of like, they have that long to pay you. So three months mm -hmm. and they always usually take three months. Yeah. Like they never are like, Hey, we had this money a month early and we are, no, they're like, mm -hmm. oh, no, I'm like, they're it's, hanging on it's to that. 89 days. Do you think I'm going to get paid? And they're like, Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and if they do pay you that day, they act like they just gave you a golden yeah. bar. No, but then it goes to your agency and then your agency's like, well, our next pay period is a, on, it's on Fridays yeah. at the end of the month. And you're like, mm -hmm. okay. okay. All right then. Like, I think I did a job in January that I'm still not paid on. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like our life story. And you, and have, you have to, to check track. in with people and make sure that it was even processed because sometimes it's not. And if you're really interested in like these behind the scenes on modeling, we're going to do an episode right after this on like behind the scenes moments, good things and bad things. Could be a little tea in that one. So stay tuned for that. That one's going to have a lot more tea. Yes. Yeah. This, one, this one. How did we get yes. started? So yeah. Allie, do you want to go first? Like how did yeah. you start? When did you start? You know what I think is cool though? When I was like looking at both of you, mm -hmm. I'm like all of us have had such a weird journey into what we also yes. really spent most of our time modeling with. Like I feel like, I yeah. lived at QVC. Like if I think about modeling, I'm like, I worked at QVC. Mm -hmm. That was what I mainly did. Yeah. And I loved it. So like, I feel like that's how I identify with modeling mostly, which is okay. Weird. But, yeah. um, you know. Like how old were you when you started? I want I I started when I was a kid, so I did it when I was little. And oh, then I, I remember seeing yeah, I was your with, baby modeling photos. Yeah. So Let's post cute. those on the Instagram <laughs> so that anyone listening this week can go. She looked her her Instagram. I went out for a Hershey Spears. Park commercial, yes. and they like made me put my hands in the air. Do you remember? Like little so kids stuff. It was cute. really cute. But then I just stopped because I was going back and forth to New York, and it was really hard on my mom and Savannah. My little sister Savannah was really young, so we stopped. And then I really wanted to get back into it. My mom kept being like, uh, you know, she had two other kids at home. It was hard to figure out where to go, what to do. And I started just getting on the internet and researching, like typing in modeling agency near me. And I went to a couple of those funny casting calls. Like, you know, they'll put it at like uh -huh. Disney Channel things. Yes, those or big something. joint ones. I went to yeah. like at least three of them and they put you in a line and they make you smile and be all cheesy and then promise you big things and they want right. like a million dollars from you. And then I mm. never really went through with them. So mom's like, no, this is a scam. Right, this is so, so dumb. So I was in an H&M when I was uh, 15 and my first agent was with her son and she said, you know, you're really tall. I'm always looking for tall blondes. I'm not a weirdo, but you know, I have an agency. Would you ever consider modeling? And I'm like, yes. Oh my God, yes. Now, was this a Philadelphia? Philadelphia. It was an location. agency, um, a small boutique agency. Mm -hmm. And um, her name was Deneen. And to this day, I adore her because she just like, took me under her wing and taught right. me things. And That's like, what it's all about. The oh first God. person that brings you into the industry is probably and the most influential. In she just right. believed yeah. in me and she was so nice and easygoing. And she sent me on a casting for Tarte Cosmetics for QVC that next day. And I got it. I booked it. Oh, wow. And it was for eyelashes. That's I'm, rare because QVC, like a lot of girls I know, they, they go like 20 times before they get their first so job, intense. which is normal. It was just right. because I had long lashes, though. That was you're a really good it. beauty But you were girl. young. That's went young. To so, yeah, I was young, and I was not even, like, I couldn't even drive to QVC. I had my uncle take me because I didn't know how to drive on a highway. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I was nervous. 
this. So Maureen, <laughs> but Maureen Kelly like is the owner of Tarte and she had me take my makeup off when I got there. And that's how I booked it. It was really weird. Like you think wow. it's something that it's not. I yeah. always totally. say that people think that like modeling you get there with makeup totally on. They're different. like, take your makeup off. You're like, what? Yeah, yep. that's so what modeling weird. is. Like, so they really want a blank canvas. And I was really tall and I always wanted to go into runway or something like that. So I'm six feet tall. So I'm like, gotta do something Would you with say this. that like growing up tall, that was, that's one of the things that's on your mind because being tall on a woman, there's like a few things you get pigeonholed into your entire oh, life. Oh my God. Like basketball and modeling. Yes. Those so are your two things. So people are like, Volleyball. why did you want to model? And I'm like, because when you're tall, you're consistently told that you should. You yep. are. And that's what I was told as a kid. Definitely. Same here. And I kept feeling like I had to try it because everyone kept saying it. So I'm like, okay. Everyone tells you over and I'll over and over it. again because being tall on a woman is pretty rare, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I meet tall women all the time, luckily, because I'm in this industry. But I do, I guess, like. I think it's really rare. I still it's get rare. it consistently. It's like people think they're telling you something you don't know. Oh. You know, we you're got it yesterday. Tall. <laughs> we got it yesterday at the mall. We were standing in line at Zara and someone behind us goes, you guys are so tall. Are you guys models? Is that what's happening? And we were like, ah. And I'm always like, do I say yes? I Is tell them like, I'm a doctor. Right. I'm like, no, I'm I normally say no, but I kind of <laughs> felt like, I kind of felt like I was Broad. being an, an asshole or something. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to say no and be like, a bitch. Like, what if he that, was nice about it. But sometimes I'm like, what if they start following six flights up and they know that we're models or like they're aware? I would never want to be like that bitch that's like, no. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. I usually say it like that now. Yeah. Or I make it funny. Like, no, I'm actually this. I used to say yeah. I was a dental yeah. hygienist. That's Because <laughs> no one asks questions about that. It's just to, like oh self-explanatory. So, and then, so that was, you were in QVC. I was at QVC. And then I ended up moving to an agency that we were both. So this is a funny story. Uh, Deneen ended up actually starting a wedding makeup business. So she put me into a new agency, basically traded, oh, okay. kind of like pawned me off to an agency that Carissa was with. So my first meeting yes. with this agency, <laughs> which we'll get the tea on in the next episode because I've got a lot to talk about. Carissa was actually on the wall and I remember the booking agent saying, <laughs> just basically, this is your goal. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Who is that? And there wasn't like Instagram or Facebook. I'm... I think I stalked you on Facebook. You did? I think I did. You used to make me nervous when I would really? see the castings. I'd be like, oh, I can't talk wow, to Wow, that was all oh. that director that put that, because all of these girls that are like two, three years younger than me, Tell me that. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I felt like I was failing all the time. Be That's hilarious. Like Carissa. Mm. Just be like Carissa. What? So anyway. And I, I'm, was, I was like this. Half the time we're confused. That was right. literally my right. mindset. I think you're not, but you're like, yeah, you probably, you're I was. You I was were, like, so you were. I was having fun and I loved it, but I didn't think I was like. Oh my God. I think like she pulled out your photos and was like, this is what you need. Oh my God. Wow. So well, anyway, we'll get, to the, we'll get to the dirty deets the next episode, but yeah. I stayed there for two years and I didn't book anything. I mean, nothing. Like I remember looking at all the older models and you and being like, yeah. when am I going to have my big break? I only had yeah. QVC and I had one client because at the time you can only have one client. So I basically worked like once every four months and I wanted to do so much more. So then I started going to New York and then that just kind of didn't really, New York never really happened for me because I don't really fit in New York. It's like, I'm not 
small enough to be a runway model, but I'm not really a print model because I'm really tall and just like, it just never worked. It didn't fit for the timing of your life. Like yeah. nowadays, I think if you had gone at that age, I think if meeting the right agency, you would totally. be. Totally. I didn't and know where just I a was. Note, if you're trying to model and you've been told no 20 times, yeah, hi, welcome to the club. We all yeah, have. Normal. It's very rare that you like meet an agent and they're the perfect agent for you and you start working. It's like- Wrong yeah. agent, wrong agent, crappy agent, cool agent, not yeah. working still. Like it is a fight always. always. And you learn um, rejection really quickly because I've mm-hmm. said, I've been literally said no to so many times. So I said, got a lot of no's, got a lot of, eh, come back in two years, whatever. Um, and then I moved into my current agency called Reinhard, where we're all Love. models with yes, them. Yes, we all are. Hey, ma'am. <laughs> adore them. They took me immediately under their wing and they're like, you are not, you know, I was told a lot of times I'm too tall. And mm-hmm. they're like, you are not too tall. You're amazing. And then I felt like I've embraced my height because I started booking like Neiman's and started doing showroom and runway and all the stuff I always wanted to do. And mm-hmm. that kind of took off in college. And then I started really booking at QVC in college um, because you were allowed to have more than one vendor. So I booked, I worked there like at least five times a week. Yeah, you were like the QVC queen. Yeah. Yeah. She was killing it. Brands love her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were fun. It's a great gig. It's a great gig because it's like no one's telling you you should be a certain size. Everyone's Mm -hmm. happy. You're wearing pretty makeup. The women there are awesome. It's like a family of women. It's like a family. They're my family. I grew up with so many sisters, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like I learned the beauty world. I owe that to QVC. Oh, it definitely yeah. led you to this Skin career. And everything. Yeah. I, I, I just learned the beauty world. And that's like where I'm always just happened to end up. So anyway, yeah, QVC happened. And then I moved to New York and I didn't know if I wanted to model again. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Backtrack. I moved to New York to try runway for a season. I remember <laughs> that. I visited you. Failed. I visited you. I, I failed epically. Also, like, runway pays nothing. Yeah, I'm like, Laney, it paid nothing. I lost so much. I lost thousands of dollars. I graduated yeah. college and I said, if I don't give this a shot, I never, and I, mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't work out. I'll tell you that much. So I came back and then when I got enough, I needed to build up confidence. I just mm-hmm. didn't have it. Yes. It was non-existent. And I had crazy agents, which I will tell you about in the next episode in New York. <laughs> and runway oh, yeah. agents are wild. And then I ended up moving to New York when we all lived together. And I actually found like really amazing commercial agents. And I yes. learned how to be who I am. And like, it was like the perfect storm of like coming into your own mm-hmm. and learning the modeling industry enough to like make it work for yeah. who you are without, you know, you weren't trying to fit into it anymore. You were making it fit you. Totally. And that's like how, what you have to learn. And it takes years to understand what that means. That's, yeah. just, that's a crazy part. Like people, you, I mean, it took me years. It took me years yeah. to figure out how to do what I'm doing. And yeah. now it's like second nature to all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and I also learned like I really liked, you know, like hand modeling too. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> like know. Other kinds of weird There's so many things aspects. that exist that you don't know exist in the modeling world. Well, like I can't wait to hear about like you guys and all the fit you've done too. Cause like uh-huh. you guys have a different, nobody knows like George West, one of our really good friends who has another podcast, we'll have her on soon. Um, she was talking about in one of her episodes how she used to be a fit model yes. and no one really knows what that is. And it's such a weird world. Like there's yes. so much room for modeling now. There's yeah, so I used much. to do that a lot. Anyway, that's my That's a story. tough one too. Yeah. So I also think it's weird because I think at one point we were these young girls with a dream 
and we didn't speak about it much because everyone would look at you like, oh, mm-hmm. you're wild. You think you're going to be one of those lucky girls that gets the model. And now it's weird how we've manifested it into the reality we're in today. Yeah. I'm like, it's not like, luck. Wow. It is so fucking hard, it is hard to do this so job. Hard. So when people are like, are you still doing that little, that little job you do? I'm like, are you still working at an office? Like your play, your whole thing was laid out for you. Right. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. I've worked in tons of offices. I'm just saying, you know, it's hard to do what we do because no one understands what we do. Mm-hmm. And they look at you like, oh, you're just lucky because you just look that way. Well, guess what, sweetheart? There's thousands of people that just look the way we do that could never do what we do. And can I just say the most offensive thing that we hear sometimes? But don't you want like a real job? Ugh. That, I that love when you so, call it that thing. A real that you're job. Doing. That That's thing so, that you're doing, your yeah, real that job. Thing that you're I'm like, doing. I'm running my own business and I'm the product. It's harder than you could even imagine. And when you date people or when your friends around you get to know what you do, I feel like it's always the same reaction. They're like, wow, this is very different than I thought. Yeah, I lived when I lived with Kira, who we had on. Yes, she was love like, Kiki. Oh my God, I get it now. Kiki gets us. Her yeah. and her boyfriend she gets totally. us. I mean, she was living in DC and then she came to Philly and she's like, this is wild. Yeah, like you it is. leave at the weirdest you hours. You have to be a certain person to like to do it. So anytime- You have to have tough skin. You know when girls reach out to you and they want advice and it's like, after so many years, it's like, I don't mind giving advice at all, but I'm kind of like, I need to know what kind of person you are to tell you if you're cut out for this because- Yeah, you used to say that a lot. Yeah, I'm like, it's not really about, is my nose right? Is my Are my eyes correct? Is my hair good? I'm like, I don't know. You could be Kendall Jenner, but like even she changed her face. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if she would have been cut out for it without- the specifications she needs on sets, I don't think she would have been cut out for the real modeling world, which is lonely, expensive, hard. You can't have a life. You can't have a schedule. You will never have a mediocre, normal schedule that I crave in my life now. Or a budget. You can't have it or a budget. You can't predict your future. Or you have to create, how learn how to have a budget with this lifestyle, which is Which is ever-changing, yeah. though. You know, it's it different. ever-changing. I crave, like, a when people post their morning routines and stuff, like, mm-hmm. the pandemic gave us the opportunity to have, like, these, oh my God, I'm waking up and going to, like, I'm, every day I'm in the same place and I'm not traveling. And it's like, wow, this is so cool. Like, I missed this part of life. Mm-hmm. But you can't have that. You live out of a suitcase. I will say you get used to oh doing gosh. that as well, though. You get addicted to living out of a suitcase. Or and out of never your car. Stopping. And you're not, when you're still, you freak out. You freak out and we all have mm-hmm. it. We should name it because we'll like call each other and be like, I'm having one of those weeks where like I haven't left in like two weeks. It's and stir like, crazy. Yeah, I'm starting to get like down on myself and think that there's something wrong with me. And it's like, oh, you just haven't been moving in a while or like working. So you're getting... You're getting that bug. It gets in your head. If you're not working for even a week, you're like, "Uh, I guess this is my time. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm retired. I'm at the end. Uh, Yeah. I feel like I work working at QVC with women who are in their 50s and 60s. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. The train keeps going. Well-rounded. Amazing. They tell you just like it is. You're like 22 and they're like, oh, that doesn't matter. Move on. And you're like, oh. Or all the issues (laughs) will come into an argument with like an agent and they're like, this won't matter next week. Just breathe. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. And you need to be told that. Or like even, how about like working with photographers? Like I remember Mm. my first shoot. I could this was very not smart of me but I wanted this so bad I was like I'm driving myself to this shoot I drove into Philly with this photographer I didn't really know Mm, (laughs) I shot with him and I'm like there were so many things you just need to like I should have been right we're naive you're just so naive when you're that young all you do is want it and you do things and like that's where it gets dangerous because you're like like, I'll do anything well no one understands that this is one of the only industries 
and the entertainment industry as well, and like the dance industry has totally. some of this. We don't have regulations. There is no union. There is no rules. There isn't a SAG for models. There is no protection. No one cares because my theory is when you get old enough as a model to realize the mistreatment and the shadiness of your industry, you age out and then you don't care anymore because you're not a model anymore. Jaded. And then yeah. you move on. And even if you're not jaded, you just move on with your life totally. and you're not worried about creating roles and and agents are the high, oh, high so right. turnover rate too. So our industry just isn't regulated because there's such a high turnover rate and nobody wants to commit. And also if you start making a fuss about starting a union, no one is going to book you. Mm-hmm. So just be quiet kind yeah. of thing. Have you guys ever not been paid on a job? Yes. Like ever. Just never happened. Uh-huh. Never. Was that like, remember know. when Deb's shop closed? That was the job I'm talking about. I was, was on, it? I was in the store window, full campaign. <gasps> And it was my first full campaign no. in the mall. And so everyone I went to school with saw it. And then they went bankrupt and it never got paid. And then they rebranded and still opened. And I was the only one who didn't get paid. And they owed me like $1,500. You were the one that didn't get paid then. Because I yeah, think like me. I knew of someone who didn't get paid. It was me. Paid. Oh yep. my God. It was me. I heard about a lot of that in New York City and different. Really? Yeah. High well, fashion you were in brands. LA. I want to know about LA. Yeah. Too. Delaney, oh, yeah. let's yeah, tell us your story in this whichever way you want. <laughs> I have like jitters. It's hard to sum it. You don't uh, have to um, tell like details. We can right. always have other episodes, but just like your general, how did you start? What age were you? Yeah. And like what cities you were in? So in high school, I went to a performing arts school. So I was always a singer and I loved the arts and being creative, being around creative people. And like Allie and Carissa was always approached, you're so tall, you should model, you should model. And then it just starts to, you have a curiosity about it. So I remember a photographer who was in school for photography reached out to me on Facebook, I think, because Instagram was not even a thing and was like, I want to do a shoot. I want to build my portfolio. Would you be interested in modeling for me? And I literally, you guys had like a flower headband on. <laughs> like I was little. I was the baby Laney. So cute. I was like, I think I'm a hippie. Let's post our throwback <laughs> modeling pics on this oh my God. This week that this episode my comes out. My eyebrows were so bad. Oh my God. So, You're probably still perfect. It's so funny. Yeah, I was so, looking at my first photo shoot ever and I was like. Oh it's cute. It's, so funny. it's funny to look back on. So those photos actually not only got used for an orthodontist commercial that ended up being an IMAX movie theater. I'm <laughs> dead. Wow. I was so shook. So I, I probably like, saw probably, you and I was like, I love her. Oh my God. It was God. like me smiling You're with like, a flower headband on. <laughs> and I like thought it's it was so, so commercial. I like had my finger like near my mouth. I'm I was like dead. laughing. So funny. So I did that first. And then an agent contacted me from there after seeing that advertisement go out. And then um, I signed with my first agency. I think I was 16 maybe 17. And then, you know, time went on. I have one of my best friends in the whole world is just gay and so fun. We hang out all the time. So we would hang out in the Valley, which was beautiful. Like Delaware Valley is so scenic. And he took pictures of me, posted them. And at this point, Instagram had come out and I had been modeling just a little bit. And then he hashtagged literally so randomly, you guys, he just hashtagged ANTM. Mm -hmm. That's all he did. And it was jokingly my nickname on my lacrosse team and stuff. They would call me ANTM because I was a giant. And then I remember getting the call from a casting director and hanging up. I was like, it's probably a telemarketer. Oh my God. It's probably a scam. Right. And he kept calling me and he's like, no, I'm literally a casting director for America's Next Top Model. 
And we love your story. We love that you're from a super small town in Delaware, super small Uh state. And we really want to audition you. We want to fly you to LA. And I'm like, nope, hang up. <laughs> if you, you know the only that's exactly that. yeah, yes. that's exactly her personality right there. I'm like that sounds uncomfortable. She did this in her head. <laughs> Red flaggy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you need that yep, over there. Yep. No, seriously, because I'm the most like I was so shy growing up, just because I was bullied, and I was like, no, not me. No one like, look at me. No one could possibly Don't think I'm pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so he kept calling, and I'll never forget it. And I just had such nerves. And my boyfriend at the time was even like, Delaney, you're going to regret this for the rest of your life. If you don't just take this chance, it's not going to come again. Just do it. And even like on that flight, I was so terrified. So did they they fly you right out? Did they book you right away? Really? It was probably a month. Like there was no other vetting process? No, I did have a, I had a Zoom call with just the casting director and he was pitching me to Tyra. Oh, And so he called me. Our idol. Tyra it's Banks. so random. Yeah. So he pitched me. Like no she one loved else it. pushed you. Like, no. That's wild. It's really crazy, Lainey. It's awesome. And I love him to this day. Raphael, that was my I Wrangler. was wondering how he found you. Like he must be, like, do you think he was searching the hashtags? Like how do you find her? Yes. I think so. so. Cool. I think it was the hashtag because that's the only I thing. I want to see this photo. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to show you. It's not cute. It must be cute. It must be beautiful um, because yeah, I've got you on a reality show. So random though. So and crazy. I was so and terrified. And you moved to LA after that experience yes. on America's Next. We're going to have a whole mm-hmm. episode on her America's Next Top Model experience. Yeah. So, and maybe we'll be able to call one of her old castmates on oh that God. episode. Yeah. So stay oh, tuned for, for that. Sure. Um, we're still best friends. We can what literally what talk about that What season? So people want to watch what season Oh, Cycle 22. So check her out. And then if you're interested in hearing more, stay tuned because we're going to do a whole episode on that one. Yeah. So then I guess from there, I moved to LA. I experienced that part of the industry. And then I ended up, long story short, moving back to New York, working there. I just experienced pretty much everything. Yeah. With us. Yeah. I remember the first time I met. We came in. Right. Then I remember (laughs) the first day on set with Carissa and I just. It of course was a fangirl. Yeah. And I said something about your shoes and I was like, I really like your shoes. And you just said like, thank you. And I was like, so where can I get them? I'm dead. <laughs> What's so funny is she describes our that? meeting. Yes. Because I remember she meeting was her. She unimpressed by me. No, that is not true. I literally <laughs> met her. You know like, what Carissa's like when you first meet her. I was her. like, Delaney I is, I remember seeing you on there because you were on our call sheet. And then I looked you up and I was like, oh, I know who this is. She's the America's Next Top Model contestant. And I've never met her. I'm excited I get to meet her because I always like meeting like other girls in the city. Like I've never had that like negative point of view with the other models. And I was excited. Yeah. But because I'm not like, um, I'm not really able to be emotive with people I don't know. I don't know if I'm like- Yeah, you're just not phony. Yeah, you're I just, just like, like- I appreciate it. Yeah. So I don't walk in like, oh my God. I was just like, hey, what's up? Like I was excited to meet her though, but I probably didn't emote that well. I probably was acting shy too. Did you like me, Carissa? I'm like, I was a fangirl. I was like, Delaney's so beautiful. I'm so excited. Like I never got to meet her before. I was like, that's the girl that's done all the catalogs. Shut up. And I literally was so pumped to meet you. And then we became best friends. Yeah. I know. It's so funny. It's cool when you meet people on set. Like I'm going back and remembering. I don't know. Yeah. You guys met so long ago. I think maybe, I don't know. The Marquesa show. It might've been a Marquesa show. I don't know. Yeah. That's when we met. I think I knew of you for a long time before we actually had experience together. But where did we start becoming close? It's weird. I don't about know. It. Was it at Reinhardt? Were you both with Reinhardt at yeah. the time? Maybe no. KDC. It was your guys' first agency. No, it could have been our first agency. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I think it was overtime. So yeah. So Carissa, how did you start? Because I feel you're like the vet that everyone oh, looked up to. How old um, were you? I was, so I always was told I, I should model. I was very mm-hmm. thin growing up, which was one of my biggest insecurities and tall. And what's weird about that is when you're really thin and tall, the only thing you have to cling on to is that people keep telling you you should model. So I think that's what implanted in my head because there's no other positive about being super thin and tall when you're young, you're just like awkward. And so when you think you can model, you're like, oh, those girls are pretty. So I'm going to like, that's what I'm going to do. But instead of that, I was obsessed with dance. So all I did was dance. I was obsessed. It was my full-time thing. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like stage, right? So it was same with you, yeah. Delaney. Like I want it to be mm-hmm. center of attention on stage. And I loved that vibe. I loved being a performer. Um, I did a few of those things that you did. You're Allie, such where, a great dancer too. I mean, we need you. to play oh, some so Carissa good. dancing. Anymore, guys. I wish she I makes was. us I cry. Was. <laughs> she makes us cry when oh, she dances. I love you guys. <laughs> I know. Um, but dance is just as hard as modeling. The industry of dance is like super competitive. If not, I think more. I think 10 times more oh, actually. Yeah. And just like I read actually one of our friends, Callie Gullickson, who is a fitness influencer and model as well, posted something today about dance that I was like, I couldn't relate to this harder. She used to dance? Yeah, and she was amazing. It's also National Dance Day today. I want to know about oh. dancing. Yeah. Wasn't it yesterday or was it See, today? We have to I get think it you was dancing. Today. I think it's today or yesterday. I, I saw it too. I don't know when I saw it. Yeah, and she posted this whole thing about how- I always how, want to know about dancing. Yeah, it tears you down inside, but how? it also makes you to be the best version of yourself in like the same way modeling does, but I think 10 times harder because you're, not only are you judged like on the way you look, yes, the way you look, but like physical details that you could never control, like your feet and your toes and your extension. You're judged on those Oh things? my God, judged. Oh, your flexibility, your turnout. Guys, in this. certain countries, you can't even start dance unless you have a certain kind of feet. Did you ever watch so. Black Swan? Yeah, I did. Which isn't even it like a good representation. So mentally abusive. Yes, it is. It's super mentally it abusive. Who and a lot of girls have eating disorders in dance in the dance world. That's like a very common thing, probably more so than modeling because it's Whoa. so competitive. I just remember hearing about Juilliard and how, mm-hmm. you know, dance is a very word? hard world to be a part of. And so where if you're do, a dancer, what's the goal if you're a dancer? You. Like where do you exactly. hope to end up? Juilliard. Exactly. So like you can go to Juilliard After and go the Juilliard. school route. It depends what kind of dance. So if you're a ballet performer like you probably have money from a young age like that's just it's a very expensive hobby and then you're probably going away to school to like a Juilliard or another kind of company and then you want to be signed with a company and perform like Misty Copeland right Mm -hmm. um who's the first black prima ballerina ever by the way this day and age is that not insane Mm -hmm. wow like it's 2021 what the hell um but then you can also do like Broadway but it's kind of similar to modeling where you get signed and you have an agency and you go to castings so crazy. Yeah. But it's the same thing what as modeling, except it's like? 10 times harder because your is. skill set has to be perfect all the time. And you lose that daily. Like every day you're not dancing, you become a worse and dancer. And you just grow up too. Because I think a lot of dancers start really young. As soon as you start to develop, mm-hmm. if you get too chesty or too yes. busty, and you stuff can't you can't control. control. That. And right. then you just, or too tall even. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that that world, I like, I think prepped me for modeling. And when I look at my history of like Heck my yeah. life, I'm like, Absolutely. that was meant to be because- I, when I was young, I went to a bunch of those like convention type things and I got like interest from a ton of Molly agencies, but never followed through. And then I was in Ulta. I was working at Ulta. This is like when I officially really? started wow. modeling. I was like 17 mm-hmm. working at Ulta and my first agent, Annie Holby, who I'm I like, I still Annie. love her. I love her. She was the one, she was coming from the gym. If you know her, she's like a power lifter and she's super cool. <laughs> and she came up to me and she was like, I know I don't look like an agent 
but I promise you I am. I would love if you called me. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. And so That's she so told me cute. what agency she was with. And I was like, I've actually submitted to you a few times. And she was like, you look nothing like those photos in person. I would love to. Oh, you love that comment? Yes. She was like, and, I, and honestly, I didn't. Those photos were awful. Because we didn't know what we were doing. No idea. And so she's yeah. like, I'd love to take you under my wing. And she did. And the first job I booked was with uh, Bergata, the Water Club. And I was doing like formal gowns. I had no idea what I was doing. Those photos, I'm not even posing you guys. I'm like this. I'm just standing there afraid. And, and there was like, like, she's so editorial. Well, I just, yeah, st- yeah, the yeah. other girl on set was like this vet model and I just stalked her the whole day and watched what she did. So I was like a freaking yeah. sponge after that. I was obsessed. Yeah, you That's how you do. Well, it was mm-hmm. like, it felt like dance to me, but it felt like I was actually meant to be there. Where dance, I always felt the opposite. I always felt like I was fighting for a spot or my, bo- I was fighting my body or my feet or my turnout. With modeling, I was like, oh, I can do this. So I was obsessed. I feel like dance turned out to be such a strength in your modeling career because there is a need for that in the fitness world, in the, you know, athleisure Mm -hmm. world. It helps you with movement and with awkwardness and all of that. So posing, you can do jumps, everything. Mm -hmm. So So after that, I think I just, I just continued to model and uh, locally, um, I think I had gone to New York and I had like elite tell me I could model and Japan, but I'd have to leave and go to Japan. And, and then come I just back like, and yeah, like my family is like very small town vibes. And my mom was like, I need you to go to college. Like, I don't want you to leave. You're not going to leave and model. Sorry. And so I pretty to much Japan. was like, but you do, we do. Right. But yeah. I know girls that have done that, that are now like celebrities. And so well, looking back, yeah. I'm like, damn, I wonder what my life yeah, would have been like. Well, at right? that time, yeah. remember everyone was going to Japan. I Japan. remember that. Because yep. she said, because I'll our look forget. is so unique to them. Yes. And also she said, you're Just too like unique here. She's like, you're in New yes. York competing with Victoria's Secret girls and you're new. So mm-hmm. you're, you're five, nine, you're just five, nine. And your, your look isn't unique enough to compete yet. But if you go to Japan and build your book, you can come back and actually compete. And I was like, that makes sense. My mom was like, no, it doesn't. You're going to college. <laughs> yeah, My parents would not so, be with it. Right. So I paid for college modeling here locally and actually like was, I like worked my way into every single place I could have modeled at. Like I like, I was knocking down doors. It's really more about who you talk to. It's totally about yeah. who you talk to. Like resilience too. You if you're not like jobs because people like you. Yes. If you're yeah. not liked, you will There's not work. There's a million work. blonde girls that look you have like to me. Do uh-huh. your job Sorry. well too. Like it's true. I'll never forget being on sets, even to this day, if somebody's not hanging their clothes back up or uh-huh. just doing the extra work so that everyone isn't on set longer. Totally. You have to be, you know, just be easy, be like responsive, be easy to work with because that's the other big thing in the modeling industry. You're easily replaced Mm -hmm. because they don't look at you like anything but sadly, like kind of an item. So if you are a good person until you're good at your job and then when you're really good at modeling, like what happened yesterday? Oh yes. Yes. (laughs) Someone tried to position me. I was not happy. What happened? I I didn't hear that. We'll talk about this. It's not a big deal, but yeah, we'll talk about, we have to talk about like pet peeves and modeling in another episode because we could go on forever. That's why I think it makes us nervous talking about this topic because it's been our livelihood for how long now? It's been everything. So it's like, how do we encapsulate? It's our lives. Even it shapes your whole life. And your personality. I mean, and your your personality type. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. I feel like I'm more resilient than I ever was before. Uh, yeah. Nothing, people, nothing offends me. You real could tell question. me anything the hell you want. So and- real question. How many people ask you consistently? I don't know how you deal with such harsh criticism all the time. I get I that, don't get that so often. 
as much as I did when I was younger. Even today, yeah. my my aunt will just look at me and be like, I don't know how you ever did that because a lot of, you know, people in our family you were just good looking. just get over it. But oh, you just literally get I think yeah, stop over listening it. to it's it. It's not personal. Listening. It's that note in your head where you finally realize it's not personal. They're displaying an image where maybe they needed freckles and mm-hmm. you don't have freckles. Also, just it like- It could be something so If you're simple. not in the modeling industry and you're having trouble with people criticizing you- I'll tell you a secret because we're on the other side of it and we've been criticized for like 10 years plus each of us. Eventually you get the fuck over it and you stop listening. And guess what? It doesn't you don't give matter. A fuck. It feels great over here. Stop caring. No one gives a shit and just move on. Like someone telling you you're, you're ugly or you're fat or you're not popular or like whatever people are telling you, it genuinely does not matter and i promise it will not i think think for (laughs) desensitized don't care keep it moving yeah it's when it's the outside world i'm like "Mm, whatever it is a strength though because my inside world sometimes i still struggle with (laughs) right it's an inside thing though but but you never let anybody see that you're faced right because you're so used to just being like okay i'm used to this yeah how many times Mm -hmm. have i faced and you move on fast when you're phased you, you might this is Allie's version of phase she'll be like i heard that and i didn't like it Anyway, what are we having for lunch? Yeah. Like it's like very yes. quickly, let it roll off your back. Keep it. Think about anything you do in your life. If you're yeah. like an athlete of any sort, like in the beginning, yes, that's hard. But then you eventually are just like, it's a skill set that you have to have in life. If you don't want to be held back by your own insecurities. Yeah. Like some of my scariest moments, and I still have like nightmares about this is being in a casting line in New York city for mm. a runway show. I don't know why, but I just always knew I didn't belong there mm-hmm. in that line yeah. because I was not meant to be in New York in that runway world. And I remember waiting and they'd be like, okay, walk. And you're just being judged. And I'm like, so what's weird every for time, you're saying that well, because I loved I, it. So you loved it. I hated it. Yeah. I freaking hated it. Yeah. Because you were like, I, I love like the stage. It's like, performance for me. in a different Right. But but my performance was QVC red light. I'm like, right. that red light's on. I'm like, on. I'm that like, was where I you went, were finding I went your... to school for broadcasting and they were like, you have you done this before? I'm like, right. I love the red light. Yeah, I love the that's camera. That's interesting. So it, it kind of makes sense because that was how it was for you with dance, for you with broadcasting. And for me, it was singing mm-hmm. because I went to a performing arts school. So I constantly had to perform in front of my peers and I was recorded and had to watch yeah, myself said- back. So if I messed up, I knew the next day I was going to have to listen back oh, to it. that's so weird. You like, that's how it is with dance. So like, I get up even... and do this piece in front of all your classmates. And all your classmates are like, there's a girl that's, you know, your direct com- competition who has the same body type as you. And you're like, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. And you're just like, yeah. I hope I remember everything. I hope I don't forget. And like, oh my God, if I fuck this up, I'm going to be moved tomorrow to like the back of the line. So mm. like, yeah. Yeah. Honestly going, I, I did eventually go to New York in my story and got signed to New York and I still work there and- Going to those castings and doing that, I was like, I'm here. Like, so I crazy. thrive. Yes. Oh my God, I hated it. To I me, like, no, the no, competition no. is nothing compared to dance. So for me, True. it doesn't feel that scary. Like, yeah. I'll see like a famous model walk into the same casting I'm at. And instead of feeling like, I'm not going to get this, which goes through my head, I'm kind of like, you're, you're she's so up. pretty. Like, I want to go talk to her and be her mm-hmm. friend because- Honestly, like F the job, maybe I'm only here to meet her. Like right. that's the way I just look at it. Like, <laughs> like when I met I've Delaney, I'm like, it's not really about the day of. It's more like I met Delaney and now look where I'm at. I have a podcast with her. Well, like, I always exactly. think about the people you meet. I'm like, yes. I would have never my network of people is so freaking rad. Like I, mean, I love and it. You get such yes. like gems of advice from each person that you meet. Like the gems that I've gotten from 
meeting Tyra, meeting you guys. Uh, like Tyra Banks. Yeah, like so many random Icon. things that I'm just like, I never, ever thought, I always hoped, but I never thought I would be here reflecting on this the way that it is. And yes, and people so cool. are always like, what is your ultimate goal? I'm like, baby, I'm here. It's the why goal do to, to do a, my best. Yes, but why do you have to have no, one? No, I'm here. My goal was to like here. be in the industry. Well, yeah. how about this I though? feel Didn't good feel here. Like, I remember saying my only goal was to feel like, I remember walking out of my first agency feeling like, I don't know if it'll ever happen. And then I remember leaving for New York the second time. Mm-hmm. And it like, I figured, I, I went back to New York. So I was like, I have to conquer this modeling thing in New York again. Yeah. I didn't do it the first time. Yeah. So I went back and then I remember being like, I got it. Like that's yes. it. I'm done. Yes. I'm literally, Can I tell I you? Like I that's stop being- just being around you guys, being around our industry, like women CEOs and like being on sets. That's all I, I love. There is no, women. someone asked the other so, day, what client would make you feel like you've made it? And I'm like, I don't, there is no, they always like, yeah, ask you that's that. not, there is no making What's it. your favorite thing you ever did? Mine was the most random one. And it's not even that cool. Right. So, because I just like the people I was with. I right. want to say one time I remember going into New York city, I was probably 16 and I met Janice Dickinson and oh, I got to yeah. walk for her. She's amazing. I know it was so random, but one thing that she said has stuck in my head to this day. And I, reflect on it all the time. And she said to all of us stood up in front of all the models who wanted to be models, whatever. And she said, if you are not here for passion of, you know, being a model of the fashion industry, you better run like hell. That's because this so industry, true. she said, this chills. industry will eat you alive. You have to love it. If you are not passionate and you are doing it for the money, you're doing it for whatever you will mm-hmm. lose yourself because you're easily replaced. It is not about you. It's not personal. You have to love it. That's it's, absolutely right. And that's why I feel like we've made it because I yeah. love it. And being on sets makes me feel like that's enough for me. Like we all love a different part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah what I guess do you so. love about it? I just love fashion and I love this industry and I love the energy the of the people in this industry. That's what I, love I too. feel like genuinely most people are jaded in life and people in our industry are always like creative, creative, have the great, like, all right. When any kind of movement is going on, any kind, when you go into your job here as a model or like on set as a makeup artist, people are talking about it. They want to know what you think about it. They want to share their points of views. Like everyone's open-minded. You rarely meet somebody that's like homophobic in our industry. Totally. Oh yeah. A racist person. No. Everyone in our industry, like I, I'm so used off. to it now. I can't believe it still exists. See, because right. yeah, you, yeah, it's so accurate. Cause you're, I mean, I'm, I've worked with so many different people where I yes. can, I'm so close with them that I can ask them Anything. these difficult questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I've already had these difficult talks for years. You become family with, with regular Stacey. clients you know what I mean? like, too. For years. Yeah. Yes. You're talking about like, and even though there's like clearly issues in our industry and what we present and represent, like totally within it, when you're here, it is not hard to talk about it. It's hard to talk about with people that own the brands that are controlling what they put out there. But oh yeah, it is. within the modeling industry and people, the creatives on set, everyone's like, yeah, why do we think that? What do you think we should do? Do you think this is offensive? Well, how do you feel about this? Did you see that episode? Like, it it's is so just, accepting. That's my biggest thing. You are accepted here. And if you are not accepting and you're somebody that trash talks other makeup artists, other mm-hmm. models, you won't be booked again. You won't. Because that's not tolerated really in our industry. We want to be around good energy. Every set that you go to has a team and those people 
vibe with you or they don't, or they don't like your energy. And I'm telling you, I've heard them talk about it. That will not get you booked again. It's all about the energy on set. It really is. You got to be a good person. If you walk on set and you are nasty and you don't talk to anybody, unless you're like Bella Hadid, who I heard is great on set, but unless you're that famous, yeah, I've heard amazing things about Bella Hadid on set. That's refreshing. She is like energetic and talks to everybody. And I don't know if you guys know this, but most celebrities do not talk to people on set. They don't want to be, they they don't want to have their energies mixed with you more or less. So Mm -hmm. uh, like Kendall Jenner doesn't talk to people on set normally. She just, she says she's shy. I think it's rude. I mean, to me, it's like, must be very nice to have just walked into your position and not speak to anybody. Yeah. I, I have to say like, it's not as respectable for me. If she wasn't who she was doing that on set would never have flown. Than somebody you know? who came from nothing, you know, yeah. had no, had no hand. Like Tara no Banks. No hand out. Tara Banks. Yeah. If she was oh. a bitch on set at a young age, they would have been like, I don't know if, she, I don't know if she's worth so it. Accurate. She so, talked you know? about her story so much and just how many times she was told no. And again, she was somebody who wasn't a sample size, which back then was what? Like a zero, two? Yeah. That's impossible to be when you're 5'11". she was so thin when she started. Yeah, she was so thin. But anyway, she always said to me too on the show and everything, the best advice she ever said was same thing as Janice Dickinson. Basically, it was like, don't morph yourself to fit the industry. Just know what you're going to fit in Mm -hmm. in this industry. It's so true. Yeah. It is. Because if you're good. You'll lose yourself. Like if if you're truly good and you know what you're doing and you love it. There is a place for you here because that's Absolutely. that's really all it's about. I it's mean, really not yeah. about what you look like most of the time. Like yeah. that gets you in the front door. But once you're in the front door, there is hundreds of thousands of people in this room. That's what so I'm you saying. Better you better love stay it. in the room yeah. though. Yes. In order, like I remember when I started at QVC, it wasn't always peaches and whatever when I started mm-hmm. because I walked into the room and this one model said to me, I, I said, hi, I'm Allie. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Can you help me? And she goes, I'm sorry, what? Like looked at me like, are you talking to me? And I was like, yeah, I don't know where to go. She's like, I, I, yeah, don't ask me. And I was mm. like, she's and like, I had to learn model, the hard way too. <laughs> but that same model did not stick around for for a long time at QVC. Let me just put mm. it that way. You can't act like that. You have to be a team player in some way. I get it. I was lost though. I was literally entering. You're like, the I don't know where I am. I'm not at. trying to take your job. <laughs> I'm not right. trying to take your job. I'm like, not that's a, a common, team, sweetie. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that on so the next, next episode. episode. Yes, Delaney, tell us what we're going to do on the next episode because I'm pumped about it. Yeah, so on the next episode, we're going to go more into details of some of the greatest experiences in. in our career. Yes. Yeah, we're going in and we're telling you some of the dirty, bad- The things that you need to be prepared for. Yes. Yeah, if you're like going to do it. The craziest things you've ever heard people say to you in the modeling industry. Oh. Yeah, things that you have to be aware of, you have to know- if you're just curious about it, I think it's the best place to be because it's like, you'll probably be shocked at some of the things uh, that we've we're, been personally yeah. victimized by some of these gals. Yes. Guys, but you know, whatever. it's never been bad enough to make me leave. I'll say that. Oh no. Absolutely I know. Not. I know we're resilient. People. I think it's made me resilient. We I are love, very resilient. We've thrived. Now I that's not that to word, say there's like, I know that word. We have like, like there's people words. that haven't thrived, you know, and I know people yeah. that haven't thrived and it's not for everybody, but if it's for you, it will make you a bad ass mother effer. <laughs> very gritty, very gritty. Yeah. It just adds to your grit profile. It uh, really oh. does. Try you me. Don't care. Hit me with your best shot. Yes. <laughs> I can't sing. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, we're really excited for our next one. That's going to be a follow-up. So if you're looking for more dirty deets with this topic, uh, please be sure to tune in. And of course, Please check out our Instagram at six flights up with the number six. 
Yeah, and we love you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed our little history of ourselves. And we'll see you guys next time. Love you. Love you. Wait, Delaney, we need a one-liner. I can't believe we almost forgot. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, we definitely need a one-liner. Okay. How did we forget that? Okay, our one-liner for today. I'm going to reiterate it. Janice Dickinson said to me, if you are not here for passion, you should run like hell because this industry will eat you alive. (laughs) And on that note, we love you guys. We love you love so you. much. See you in the next episode. Hope we the believe climb in was you. worth it. Bye. <laughs> Bye.